This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve Dead. I'm Steve Vackensosh. We have light rain in the area and 62 degrees, a gusty south wind this morning. A massive coast-to-coast storm has started impacting the western U.S. with high winds and heavy snow. It's heading east and may deliver blizzard conditions across the plains and Great Lakes. Snow totals could exceed two feet in Minnesota. Fox Weather's Bright Mahoney has more. This is a 2,000-mile-wide storm that could bring historic snow for portions of the upper Midwest. Right now, active alerts across the country. Wind alerts, 79.6 million Americans under those wind alerts. Winter alerts, nearly 65 million uh, people under these alerts. We have Arctic air filtering in. It's always about the cold this time of year in terms of some of the major impacts. If we see temperatures drop enough, that's where we get the snow in rather efficient snow. The colder it is in the upper layers of the atmosphere, that's where we really increase what we call that snow to liquid ratio. With that, we see more snow out of less moisture. Other parts of the Midwest and Northeast could see the potential for disruptive ice. A man has died after he was shot at a West Wichita motel. This happened Tuesday afternoon in the 5700 block of West Kellogg Drive. Officers responded to a disturbance call with shots fired. They found a man in his 50s with a gunshot wound to the chest. He was not breathing when he was taken to a local hospital where he was pronounced deceased. According to investigators, the shooting was not a random incident and witnesses have provided suspect information. An attempted traffic stop in Goddard led to a fatal officer-involved shooting. The Sedgwick County Sheriff's Office is now investigating the shooting. Tuesday, during a briefing, Sheriff Jeff Easter identified the suspect as 39-year-old Michael Trask from the Lake Afton area. He said the suspect drove off at speeds reaching up to 100 miles per hour while flashing a gun from inside the vehicle. After calling off the chase, the officer caught up with the suspect, stopped at 183rd West and 63rd South. Six commands to the suspect for the suspect to show the officer his hands and place them out of the window. The suspect never complied. The man then gets out of his vehicle and walks toward the officer with a weapon in his hand. The officer gives nine more commands to include put your hands up, don't come towards me, and to drop the gun. Investigators said the man did not comply and the officer fired eight times. Sheriff Easter says a short time later, Trask's wife made a call to police dispatchers. She advised that her husband is in a high-speed chase and suspect advised he's probably going to be dead. Call noted the suspect is suicidal and armed with a loaded 40 caliber handgun. However, investigators later discovered that the weapon Trask was carrying was a BB gun. The Goddard officer remains on administrative leave according to policy. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. The Wichita City Council has approved a plan that would bring improvements to a North Wichita roadway. The project on 29th Street North would reconstruct the roadway from Emporia to I-135 at dedicated turn lanes and would signalize the St. Francis intersection and the southbound on-off ramp to I-135. The project design budget will cost the city around $646,000. Once that work is complete, the council will discuss funding the construction scheduled to begin in 2024. The project's total budget stands at $3.5 million. The council also approved funding for bridge rehabilitation and repair in 2023, 
Projects include the First Street Bridge and the John Mack Bridge, both over the Arkansas River, and the MacArthur Bridge over the Big Ditch. Rodney Price, KNSS News. An investigation is underway in Cowley County following a pair of grass fires earlier in the month. The first fire broke out February 6th, the other on the 19th. Investigators say evidence links the two fires. Both were in pasture land. Chris Cannon, Fire District 3 Chief in Burden, says they believe the fires were intentionally set. It seems like it's a pretty innocent thing to go out and uh, you know maybe set a fire in some grassland, but uh, boy, it can turn turn deadly or, or very seriously very quickly. So we, we take it as seriously as someone setting a house on fire. Anyone with information about the fires is asked to call investigators. KNSS News Time now, 6.05, five minutes past six o'clock. The KNSS Morning News with Steve Attet now, 6.09, nine minutes past six o'clock. And yes, we do have some light rain around the Wichita area this morning. At today's weekly meeting, the Sedgwick County Commission will hear the annual report on property values from County Assessor Mark Clark. Commission Chair Pete Meissner tells KNSS News it's valuable information. It gives a really good snapshot of what's going on. Uh, he shows historically and, and then makes a prediction of what he thinks the future might be. And, and so it, it's pretty good. That, that's, a, that's a nice uh, presentation. Meissner commented during his weekly chat with Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. Tuesday saw dueling speeches from President Biden during his visit to Poland and Russia's Vladimir Putin. Fox's Rich Edson reports. Speaking in Warsaw, President Biden declared enduring American and Western support for Ukraine in its war to repel the Russian invasion. The West was not plotting to attack Russia, as Putin said today. And millions of Russian citizens who only want to live in peace with their neighbors are not the enemy. Hours earlier, Russian President Vladimir Putin delivered his own address to the Russian parliament, somehow pinning his invasion of a neighboring country on the West. It is impossible to defeat Russia on the battlefield. Therefore, they're conducting more and more aggressive information attacks against us. Putin also announced he was suspending participation in the new START Treaty, the only remaining nuclear control pact between the United States and Russia. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres is calling for Russia and the U.S. to open a dialogue immediately because... A world without nuclear arms control is a far more dangerous and unstable one, he says. The Environmental Protection Agency has ordered Norfolk Southern to pay for the cleanup of toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Fox's Marianne Rafferty reports. After drinking the water straight from the tap alongside Ohio's Governor Mike DeWine, EPA Administrator Michael Regan warning Norfolk Southern it will pay for the mess that it created and the trauma inflicted on residents of East Palestine. If the company fails to complete any action ordered by EPA, the agency will immediately step in, conduct the work ourselves, and then force Norfolk Southern to pay triple in cost accordance to the powers granted by my agency. And the president weighing in on Twitter, blasting the rail companies for working to evade safety regulations and even accused the prior administration of wanting to dismantle the EPA. Some residents have been complaining that the federal response was taking far too long. KNSS News Time now, 612, 12 minutes past 6 o'clock. Yeah, we got some rain falling here in the uh, Wichita area, or at least in... Parts of Wichita area. It doesn't look to be very heavy for the most part, but 
Those roadways could be a little slippery out there this morning, so just be aware of that. We also have stalled-out vehicle. Uh, this stalled-out vehicle is on I-235, pretty close to Kellogg, so watch out for a slowdown there. Again, that's uh, I-235, uh, pretty close to Kellogg. Traffic update from ni- or southbound I-235, pretty close to Kellogg. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A few scattered showers will continue across south-central Kansas through mid-morning, and temperatures will be at their warmest here early on. Once a cold front pushes through, we'll be falling into the mid to upper 40s the rest of the day. Clear and much colder tonight, Tarlow 18, sunny, windy, and 34 on Thursday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Light rain in the area now, 60 degrees. We have a south wind at 21 miles per hour this Wednesday morning, February 22nd, 2023. A cloudy, breezy day across central Kansas Tuesday. Wichita's high temperature was 64 degrees, normal high 51. And on this date in 1996, Wichita set an all-time record high for February when the mercury soared to 87 degrees. Ooh, ooh. Good morning, Ted Woodburn. Hi there. And you get a little sprinkle on your car out there? Yeah, a little bit. Not much. Very light, very light rain. Take a quick look at the radar this morning, if you will give me a second to bring it up on the on my computer. <laughs> there it is. Uh, it's a pretty large area of rain. It looks, it, it, all of it looks pretty pretty light, but basically stretching to just west of Wichita up through Hutchinson, and to the east over south of I seventy. Emporia's about to get some right now, and all the way down to Independence and down into southern Oklahoma as well. If you're going north on the Turnpike, you should be seeing it right now. Out of Wichita. And if you're going uh, south, you probably see it a little bit too. So, uh, yeah, we get a little rain. Uh, doesn't seem like it's going to be too much. We're going to have some tests here on the forecast. Going to get a lot cooler tomorrow. So, tomorrow morning, we better remind ourselves to wear the proper clothing. <laughs> it's going to be back, back to winter. Back to winter. Seesaw. On this date in 1630, English colonists in the Massachusetts Bay Colony first sampled popcorn. Brought to them by a Native American named Quatequina for their Thanksgiving celebration. You know, we eat turkey at Thanksgiving. Originally, they served up some hot buttered yeah. popcorn. Here we are centuries later, still eating popcorn. Plenty of butter on there and salt, I'm sure. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, CNN. I just had some last night. Did you? At the home or? At, at uh, the Cape and basketball game. Oh, you went to, Okay, very good. Caven was playing last night, and uh, uh, your niece Brenda was performing at halftime. Senior night. Se- oh, senior night, yeah. They had senior night at Carroll uh, last week, and it was very interesting. But uh, uh, she is, it's Brenda's on the dance team, mm-hmm. and they do, a, they do a terrific job. We saw them perform the other night. So, all right, good deal. 616, Steve and Ted, and CNN Chief Executive Chris Licht said in an email to employees Monday night that anchor Don Lemon – will return to work today and will receive, quote, formal training in the aftermath of his on-air comments about Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley. Lemon has not been on the air since Thursday when, during a CNN This Morning discussion about the ages of politicians, he said the 51-year-old Haley was not in her prime, quote. Lemon has since apologized, but he has been widely condemned. Leaked memo obtained by the Associated Press did not specify the training. Now, not in her prime. Uh, 51 years old, 
Does that mean she's too old or she's a has-been? Well, that? he made the remark that women are in their prime in their 20s and 30s and oh, maybe their 40s. There's the context, yeah. So he he didn't just say a, a weird that, statement. Yeah. He went on to <laughs> – he kept digging kept his dig, hole. Kept digging yeah. the hole. Huh? Mm-hmm. Well, well he's still got his job. Well, I'm sure he'll suffer. He's he got a great big giant paycheck. Yeah. Know? It's a big deal. So we, we've gone through that training, although we haven't gone through – that particular type of training, I don't think, have we? Ageism, whatever. Anyway, just don't, don't, don't say anything. That's the best thing to do. Stay <laughs> quiet all the time. 617, Steve and 10 in the morning here on KNSS. You can't do that on CNN. <laughs> you got to fill the time somehow. Or the you got to talk. Or the Steve and Ted show either. Let's do leadoff sports this morning with Ted Woodward. Basketball last night, Ted? Yeah, basketball action up in Manhattan last night. Big matchup, 14th-ranked Kansas State hosting 9th-ranked Baylor. K-State was down at halftime, but roared back in the second half, outscoring Baylor 44-31 after halftime, shooting 58% from the field in the second half. And K-State comes back and gets a 10-point win over a top-10 team. 75-65 was the final score. 11,000 fans on hand, another sellout at Bramlage Coliseum in Manhattan. K-State is 14-1 in Bramlage this season. After the game, Kansas State head coach Jerome Tang. I thought our guys had energy tonight, and, and we executed. We didn't turn the ball over. And, uh, you know, when, when they made a run, we responded. Uh, just just so proud of them, man. And, uh, you know, there's always within the team, there's always adversity and things that happen, and life throws things at you. And, you got to respond to it, and, and you know today, um, I won't go into it, but there was some some adversity that was thrown our way outside of our our own doing and anything that we could control, and just to watch the guys rally around each other and and really support each other and 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 get this win tonight uh, was just a, a strong testament to their character and the type of people that they are. Senior Keontae Johnson, 25 points, 11 of 17 shooting from the field. As K-State shot 65% from the field from two-point range. So they were dominating inside, outscored Baylor 42-16 in the paint. K-State with the win. And they're now tied for third place in the Big 12 Conference. Two games out of first place right now with the win last night. Women's basketball tonight. The Shocker women are on the road at SMU. Heading down to Dallas, the Shocker ladies won two of their last three. Both these teams have 15 wins on the season. Steve Strain will have coverage of the Shocker women's basketball team. That'll tip off at 6 o'clock tonight down in Dallas. You can listen to the Shocker ladies on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Prior to that game, we have Shocker baseball over on KFH. Wichita State is making its first visit to the state of Utah in 33 years. The Shockers will be taking on the Trailblazers of Utah Tech in a four-game series in St. George, Utah, starting this afternoon. Shane Dennis and Denning Gehrig will have live coverage of Shocker Baseball beginning at 2.40 this afternoon, and that is on KFH. College baseball yesterday, Sterling wins on the road and pulls off a big upset, beating 11th-ranked Oklahoma City 10-8. Four wins in a row for the Sterling baseball team. Juco softball, 17th-ranked Hutchinson Community College with a sweep at home over Labette, winning 7-0 and 9-0. The Hutchinson softball team, they're ranked 17th in the nation. They're on a four-game winning streak at the moment. National Hockey League action last night in Edmonton. The Oilers beat the Philadelphia Flyers 4-2, another win in goal for the Oilers. For former Wichita Thunder goalie Stuart Skinner had 23 saves, picked up his 14th win this season for Edmonton. 
As the Oilers snap a four-game losing streak, they are still the number one wildcard team in the Western Conference. That's sports with Steve and Ted. Hey, don't forget, coming up tomorrow night at Coke Arena, we have Shocker Men's Basketball, Wichita State hosting Memphis at Coke Arena. And I've got a pair of tickets to give away to go to that game. If you want to go see the Shockers in Memphis tomorrow night at Coke Arena, call me now at 869-1330. 869-1330. We'll get you a couple Shocker tickets for the game tomorrow night. All right, 621 now. Keep it here for Dr. Sanjay Gupta. How to get over a hangover as quickly as possible. And we have traffic and weather coming up. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 630 here on this uh, Wednesday morning, 60 degrees. A Valley Center man has been arrested in a fatal Wichita hit and run. Police made an arrest in connection to a motorcycle crash near 11th and Broadway Monday night. Police say the suspect turned himself in Tuesday. He was arrested on suspicion of failure to stop at an accident, no valid driver's license, and second-degree unintentional but reckless murder. The Wichita City Council has approved a three-year agreement for economic development services. The agreement with the Greater Wichita Partnership will cost the city $400,000 annually. Mayor Brandon Whipple thanked the group for partnering with the city, county, and private sector. This is not only the perfect time to double down on a strategy uh, that has really taken off the last few years, but also creating a, a level of security by instead of having uh, you all as a line item on each budget entering a contract so you have that consistency over the next three years. According to the city, the Greater Wichita Partnership has delivered 88 projects and over 2,100 new jobs in just the last two years, along with $94 million in capital investment and $70 million in annual payroll. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Garden City is set to receive more than $19 million in federal funding for a project to use treated wastewater to irrigate crops. U.S. Senator from Kansas, Jerry Moran, was on hand for the announcement yesterday, saying local efforts helped create the project. This is an example of something that's not forced upon us, but the community, the region, the business community, agricultural producers, the cities decided we're going to do something proactive and get ahead of all the mess that Washington, D.C. can create. A similar project is also planned for the Dodge City area. A bipartisan congressional delegation met Taiwan's president yesterday after meeting its parliament speaker on Monday. The U.S. has warned China plans to provide Russia with weapons or perhaps the semiconductor chips needed to keep fighting in Ukraine. Chris Miller, the author of Chip War, argues semiconductor chips are the new oil over which future wars could be fought. There's no doubt that China has really stepped in in a big way to bail out Russia and help it acquire the components that it needs to build military systems. Ninety percent of advanced semiconductors are made in Taiwan putting the island further in Beijing's crosshairs. At the Pentagon, Jennifer Griffin, Fox News. A new computer chip manufacturing facility is planned for Burlington in eastern Kansas. This comes after the announcement that a computer chip plant will be built in the Wichita area. Sedgwick County Commission Chair Pete Meitzner tells KNSS News. One of the credits to our resume is just our, our generational history of how, how we can focus on uh, manufacturing, advanced manufacturing, smart manufacturing, whatever you want to call it. But we know how to, to get those suppliers together and, and make things and ship things 
uh, with their high quality. So uh, that's just uh, a lot of communities can't, can't brag about that. Meitzner commented during his weekly chat with Steve and Ted in the morning on KNSS. KNSS News Time, 632. Now look at the forecast. With KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Warmer than average temperatures continue for now, but that's going to be changing later on today. We're seeing a few scattered showers across Wichita. With a clearing sky, a cold front pushes on through with temperatures falling into the mid to upper 40s late this afternoon as winds become gusty from the northwest. It'll be clear overnight, Charlo 18, sunny and 34 tomorrow. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. And right now we have light rain, 60 degrees, got a south wind at 21 miles per hour. And it looks like a large area of showers right now, basically to the east of Wichita and moving to the northeast. But we do have, as I said, some light rain in the Wichita area. Storm fury on the plains, uh, which is a presentation, of course, from the National Weather Service office here in Wichita and our good friend, Chance Hayes, and of course, every year about this time, they go out and start getting people ready for the storm season. And tonight, they've got a presentation going at the Wellington High School Auditorium in Sumner County. Wellington High School, it starts at 6.30 if you want to go see it. It's a lot of good information, and it's free of charge. And so we've got nothing to do there in Wellington this evening. Why not drop by and see it? It's again at the high school auditorium in Wellington. 6.34 6.34 now, Stephen Ted in the morning here on this Wednesday, February 22nd, Ash Wednesday. On this date in 1732, the first president of the United States, George Washington, was born in Westmoreland County in the Virginia Colony. It's, West, it's George Washington's birthday. It is his birthday. It used to be a federal holiday. Yeah, but they had combined his with Lincoln and we, had, we split the difference <laughs> and did that on Monday. All right, then. George Washington's birthday. I think he really did say, I cannot tell a lie. I think that was made up. Yeah, made up. Kind of a campaign. A biographer, I think, uh, embellished I, I a story. Think, and, yeah, it may be true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even but know. it's lore that is, still exists. Sticks pretty well. Uh, few Brazilians can claim to dominate their field as much and at such a young age as 39-year-old Carnival Impresario Leonardo Vieira. Vieira has become one of the most decorated leaders of the annual parade competition in Rio de Janeiro. This year, as carnival director of a samba school that hasn't won in more than two decades, he could cement his name as one of the greatest since the festivities kicked off almost 100 years ago. Vieira's prestige as an artist and his fame as a party animal have stretched well beyond Rio, achieving the kind of celebrity a film director might Game. This guy apparently is really hot stuff when it comes to carnival. It's his deal. He knows what he's doing. I just salute people like that. There are just so few of us in the world who are like that, right? Uh, Home Depot announced Tuesday it will be raising wages for workers in the U.S. and Canada. company will be investing a billion dollars in the wage increase. Starting pay for all jobs will now be at least $15 an hour. According to President and CEO Todd Decker, 90% of Home Depot's store leadership starts as hourly employees. In other words, they start at the bottom and work their, work their way up, I guess. Huh? There you go. Big, big uh, going on with raising the pay at Home Depot. That's good. Got to compete for those jobs. That's right. Okay, what else we got going here? Ash Wednesday. This, uh, this is when the beginning of Lent. Mm-hmm. And uh, the explanation, of course, uh, that is uh, why we have Ash Wednesday. Um, what do we got? Forty-six days till Easter, I think it is. I'm, uh, 
That's what I said in the copy here. I don't know what day it is. Yeah, changes 40, every, 40 weekdays, it symbolizing the 40 year? days Jesus spent in the desert. Yeah. And then six Sundays leading yeah. up to as well. Well, yeah, it seems like it, it, the date, date fluctuates. I think Shelly, my wife's birthday is March 25th. Mm-hmm. I think she said she was born on Easter or Easter Sunday. She was an Easter baby? Could have been. Uh, yeah. But, well, that's uh, precious. It is. It's. I didn't ever think much about it until I met her, and then I think this is very important to me and to her. Now, so, so her birthday is coming up here this this next month. A lot of good, a lot of stuff going on in March, uh, not the least of which is uh, Gridiron. Oh yeah, to local journalists too. presenting their their take on the the news and events of the year. <laughs> Always a great fun evening. And uh, this year, it's what date is it this year, Ted? I think it's March 23, 24, 25. I got to get on there. I need a couple of tickets for the Friday night. And uh, hopefully be fun. Left. Yep. And last it's the Roxy, a little bit of a different place. Not a huge place, but uh, but it's a great venue. Is it is it good on stage? Is uh, How did you like doing it at the Orpheum? But that'd be almost cavernous, wouldn't it? That's another well, that's the thing. It's the Orpheum's also a great venue, but it's massive. It's, it's big. a big room. Yeah. So you have to really fill it up. All right. So if people want to, so look, it's a different experience. Order some tickets to this. Where, where do they go, Ted? Oh, there's a Wichita Gridiron Facebook page. Yeah. You can check that out. You can go to Roxy's website or Facebook page as well and get a link to tickets. So there you go. And Ted will be. You know, you're going to be writing. You're going to be writing the show. Or you I wrote down right a few more ideas yesterday. All right. to get some scripts written. Here we I think go. I got, think I thought of a few more funny topics. It's a don't miss for many of us. We don't miss it. All right. How many years have you been doing Gridiron? This Ted? will be my. 26th year, I think, doing wow. gridiron. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, 6.38 now. Steve with 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Time for the KNSS Commodities Update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Steve and Ted. The five area feed yards last week moved 25,000 less cattle than they did the week before. The average Kansas steer price came in at $161.98 on the hoof. That's up $1.75 from the previous week, and we now are up $7.07 from four weeks ago. Now, Tuesday, there were new contract highs for some of the live cattle contracts. The cattle complex did trade mixed, but all the contracts closed positive yesterday. Lean hog futures gapped higher on the open and closed closed with triple-digit gains. On the close, April live cattle were 45 cents higher at 165.10. March feeders up 35 at 186.87. And April lean hogs $3.82 higher at 89.10. Now, only the wheat futures closed negative yesterday after the wheat, corn, and soybeans had two-sided trading. Talk of a possible frost damage to soybeans in Argentina helped to lift the soybeans higher yesterday. Most are looking for additional planting of corn and soybeans here in the U.S. this spring. At the moment, we are seeing downside. May Kansas City wheat's down 12 cents at 881 and a half. May corn down two and a half cents at 678, and May soybeans down three and three quarters at 1540 and a quarter. April crude oil trading 46 cents lower at 75.90. June gold nine and a half dollars higher at 1868.70. The March S&P 11 and a half points higher. 4,017 and three quarters. March dollar index down a penny at 104.10. And March Dow Jones futures up 83 points at 33,246. For commodity trading or ag marketing advisory, contact Leffler Commodities on the phone or on the web by using 866-GO-TO-TOM. Are you getting rain this morning in in Augusta, Tom? Yeah, we got enough, you know, to kind of tease us. The radar is just kind of indicating it's going up I-35 and down I-35 north and south. And it looks like the bulk of it is to the east again. 
We need to have some of that out to the western part of the state, don't we? We need to see a lot of it out there, a lot Steve, of it, because yeah. it's not only bad that they have not had moisture in quite some time, but what you got to stop and think about is they don't have sufficient subsoil moisture. So even if they would get a little moisture, it helps out the topsoil. The subsoil is where those roots are going to eventually go to, mm-hmm. and there's not going to be enough moisture down there. Mm-hmm. And even last year, you know, with the dryness and the heat out there, even their irrigated crops suffered. All right. Well, at least we're getting some rain somewhere today. That's that's good. Um, and it's not the kind that has a whole lot of uh, nastiness associated with us. That's always nice. Now, exactly. A few years ago, we, I was at Gridiron one night, and you showed up. How many? Yeah, you you try to go every year to see uh, Ted and Gridiron. We've been there quite a few years now. I'm not sure how many years. Yeah. Like I told you the other day, we've already got our tickets bought for this year. What are you going Friday night? Yes, I am. All right, I got to get mine for Friday night. I got to get get the boss on it. My my wife and order those tickets, so we can be down there. And <laughs> you can sit with us if you want to. Just you know, don't make a fool of yourself. All right. Well, then I better. I probably better stay away. Yeah, that's Tim Norton's job. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he always he always gets picked on, doesn't he? Oh, he's good. Yes, he is. <laughs> All right, thank you, Tom. It's 6.42 now, Steve and Ted, KNSS. Coming up, Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker, joining the 1% Club. Oh, well, he's very snooty. We'll find out more coming up. <laughs> Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker, with Steve and Ted in the morning on KNSS. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS, 646 here on this Ash Wednesday. Three big things. Sedgwick County Sheriff now investigating a fatal police-involved shooting near Goddard. The dead man reportedly ignored multiple warnings to put down his weapon, a BB gun. Two. Police investigating a homicide at a West Wichita motel. A man died after being shot in the chest. One. Massive winter storm moving across the northern U.S., Two feet of snow possible in Minnesota. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. Gasoline prices this morning in the Wichita area unchanged. Still two ninety nine a gallon. Really, not seen many stations move away from that. I've seen a few lower prices out there. Pawnee and Hillside two ninety six. The gasoline price is pretty stable, right around that two ninety nine a gallon mark. Traffic update. From 98.7 at 1330 KNSS, it's brought to you by Joe Dubrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire, located downtown at Market and Waterman, and online at carlstire.com, your home for complete car care. Now we have a chance for morning rain, then sunny and breezy today, with temperature dropping to around 46 degrees later today. Partly cloudy, cold tonight. The overnight low 19. Thursday, sunny, breezy, and cool. Tomorrow's high, just 34 degrees. Now... Light rain in the area, 60 degrees. We have a south wind at 21 miles per hour. KNSS, Stephen Ted, stocks closed down Monday with the market's biggest drop since December. Stocks down 2% as investors mull disappointing earnings and rate hike worries. In the spotlight, earnings from Walmart and Home Depot, the nation's biggest retailer, reporting strong results but guiding lower on earnings for the year while Home Depot missed revenue estimates and posted disappointing comp store sales. Meanwhile, geopolitical tensions added to negative market sentiment as China's Xi set to meet with Putin in Moscow in coming months, and Putin suspending a nuclear arms treaty between the U.S. and Russia. Meanwhile, existing home sales in January 
falling to their lowest level in 12 years. In New York, Jerry Willis, Fox News. Microsoft's Xbox video game division has announced new partnerships with Nintendo and chipmaker NVIDIA. Mm. The move comes as uh, Microsoft is trying to persuade European regulators to approve its planned $68.7 billion takeover of game publishing giant Activision Blizzard. Whoa. (laughs) Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker, joining the 1% Club. Good morning, Don. (laughs) Good morning, Steve and Ted and Jad. Now, what does it take to be part of the 1% Club? Well, the top 1% refers to annual income. Now, the latest numbers I have are from 2018. The IRS reported that the average person in the top 1% earned income more than 39 times that of an earner in the bottom 90%. <laughs> that's not the bottom 9%. That's the bottom 90%. 90. <laughs> and there are about 1.5 million Americans that earn enough to become a one percenter. That's according to the IRS's Statistics and Income Bulletin. <clears throat> Earning... $597,815 a year is the entry point for this elite how group. Mu- how much? Five? 597 So 600000 bucks, Ooh, essentially. I'm, coming essentially. A little, I'm a little short. Yeah, a little bit. Teeny, teeny. You're right on the edge there. The average income for a worker in the U.S. is 57535 annually. Economic Policy Institute studies show that from, 2000, from 1979... To 2019, top one percenters grew by 160% their earnings, while the bottom 90 percenters grew only 26% during that same period. 1979 to 2019, my goodness. <clears throat> and the EPI reports that earners in the top 10% make substantially less than the top 1%. Those making between the 90th and 95th percentiles average six times less income at about $130,000. That's just from the 90 to the 95th. Those in the 95th to the 99th percentiles average just over three times less, $210,500. Well, where you live may have something to do with what you'll make. In Connecticut, it'll take nearly $900,000 to be in the top 1%. However, in Georgia, 371,800 gets you into the 1% club. The IRS reports that in 2020, Americans received $70 billion of tax-free interest. $70 billion, and they're complaining about adding people to the IRS. More than half of that went to 1.3 million Americans. You believe that? Half of it. $35 billion went to them in tax breaks. Those who earned $500,000 or more, they don't provide numbers for those in the 1% club, only the other people there. Now, there are some verified air being breathed just by 1,412 American households. Those are the 0.001 percenters, I guess, or the 1,100th percenters. Uh, To qualify for this club, your household must earn an annual adjusted gross income of $59,380,503, according to the IRS. So to be in the 1-100th percenters to qualify, you need about $60 million a year. Mm. 
Uh-huh. The most common jobs in the 1% is not just on Wall Street. In fact, the Treasury Department reports that just 13.9% of the top 1% earners are in finance. Those in management and executive positions make up the majority of the one percenters. Of course, they're all those CEOs. Yay. Um, <laughs> if you have any questions, give me a call. The number is 267-0600 and ask for me, Don Grant. You have really uh, given me some incentive today uh, good. To, to get into that one percent. I think that if I work just a little bit harder and some longer hours no, and, and I really put my mm. mind to it and really try hard... I have a very, very good chance I, I to be in that top one percent. About think, the same chance as hitting the lottery. I don't think that's how you do it. I think you oh, work you shorter hours. Make uh, somebody else do all the work. <laughs> there you go. Take all the credit. Yes. And do not work. Exactly. <laughs> there you got it. You got it. You gotta work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Yeah. I got to find you don't have time to do that. <laughs> I got to admit, I'm a dumb worker. There's no doubt about it. Well, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> we are just dumb. Anyway, hey, that's interesting information. Yeah, but, isn't it? uh, just water cooler talk. Not going to change. Know? Anybody out there could be in that 1%, just like I said. You're out there right now. Say you're going to work at uh, Dillon's today, making $17 an hour. My gosh, if you worked a little harder, you could get in that 1%, right? Put in some effort for crying out loud. <laughs> this is America. I think it's more... I'm sorry, the old tongue is in the cheek there. There you go. This is National Margarita Day. Oh! <laughs> don't <laughs> like pina colada. <laughs> on the rocks or blended, this day's for you. Known to be the most common tequila-based cocktail served in the Wasting United States. Away the margarita is a cocktail that consists of tequila, day. triple sec, I don't know what that is, and lime or lemon juice. Key yeah, ingredient is the freshly sec. squeezed lime juice. Are you trying to interrupt me over there? I am. I was saying. Can't we turn his mic off anymore? I guess not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Today is a, a big birthday for Don. It is. Paul Dooley is 95 today. That's oh my amazing. Who's Paul That's Dooley? Amazing. You know who that is, don't you? <clears throat> sure. Paid. He played the dad in 16 Candles, but also. He was in, uh, he was in a film I worked on. He's in your film. Yeah. Monster yeah. in the Closet. Yes. What was his part in that? He played Stella Stevens' husband. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. And the late Stella Stevens, who passed away recently. That's right. But Paul's That's right. A, his, he is the dad in Sixteen Candles. Was was good. I thought. I, nah, he was a he was a was amazing a amazing character actor. Great yeah, character yeah, actor. Just a yeah. great great just likable, you know, and just just uh, a good guy. Like really my good favorite guy. of his might be his Wimpy and <laughs> Popeye. Oh, is that him? Oh yeah. yeah well, oh my it? goodness, Wimpy. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. It's Wednesday, six fifty-five. Steve and Ted coming up seven o'clock. Top of the hour news with Steve and Ted. Big winter storm heading east from the Upper Plains, and we have the story. Police investigate a fatal shooting in West Wichita. We have that story as well. It's all coming your way. Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Saber Wealth is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS.